I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 257. Hello and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizet and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Last week we talked about what happens when our lives are shattered, but some of you might have said to yourself, my pieces aren't large chunks that you can glue back together into a piece of art. My life's been decimated. I don't have any pieces left. I've been rendered into dust. And this week's song speaks just of that. And when Matt Brock sings into dust, I can't wait to show you where it leads in scripture. But first, let's listen. You are the maker of my heart. You are the healer of my scars. God, I will trust in We had some high school students over one day for a party, and we have this large concrete slab in the backyard with a basketball hoop, which is perfect for shooting hoops. And of course, at the time, we had young little girls, so not so, not much basketball had been played on that slab or in those hoops. And when we bought the house, we replaced the basketball net, and from all outward appearances, it was as good as new. I mean, it was bright white. It hung perfectly from the rim. Outward appearances can be deceiving, however, because one of the first shots that the boys made was a nothing-but-net beauty, and what happened next was shocking. The net exploded into a cloud of white dust. No joke. I mean, I guess it was dry-rotted, and who knows how long. I don't even know how it even held together it was just like a sham of a a shell of a of a net and but not not a piece was left after that shot and while it's a funny story that we retell to this day I think there's some of you who feel like that right now your life is hanging in perfect order bright white and ready for the game but then it explodes into a cloud of dust Uh, I'm a volunteer group leader for Proverbs 31 Ministries Compel Training. It's a membership site that equips writers with the tools and skills that they need to hone their craft. And uh, they like to say that we produce words that move people. And the president of Proverbs 31 Ministries is Lisa Turkhurst. And her latest book, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, has a chapter 
reminding us how God uses dust in scripture. And so after I chose this song, I listened to the story behind the song and discovered that it was written after being inspired by the text of Lisa's book, which was good because I was going to share part of the book anyway. So I guess it's already connected. It was supposed to be connected. And so that's really fun. It's a fun link. I'm going to go ahead and link to the story behind the song as well as an article by Lisa in the show notes. You can find those show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 257. I take notes for you because I realize that you're probably listening somewhere. Um, probably not sitting at a desk with your tablet out taking notes. You're probably washing dishes or driving a car or doing something other than uh, taking notes. So I take them for you. You can always find them on my website. But last week we talked about God putting together, putting back together some of the pieces of a shattered life. But Lisa asked the question, what if fixing, editing, and repairing isn't at all what God has in mind for us in this shattering? What if this time God desires to make something completely brand new right now on this side of eternity, no matter how impossible our circumstances may seem? You see, dust is the exact ingredient God loves to use. And then she reminds us of some pretty profound areas of scripture that we are going to explore today on the podcast, because in scripture, God has used dust to create, to heal, and to start over. Because in the words of Lisa Turkhurst, again, dust doesn't have to signify the end. Dust is often what must be present for the new to begin. So the first time we see God doing something profound with dust is, well, in the beginning. All right. So let's head over to Genesis chapter one. Um, And it is says in verse four, this is the account. I'm sorry. This is probably just Genesis chapter two. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made them. Now, no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, nor had any plant of the field sprouted. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. But springs welled up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And the man became a living being. Now here we see dust was present in the beginning and was the perfect building block for God's perfect creation. And we use when you use the bite, the Bible interaction tool exercise of reading in context, you will hop back to Genesis chapter one and see that not only did God form man from the dust of the ground and not only did he breathe the breath of life into his nostrils, but he made man in his own image. In verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own in our image after our likeness to rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock and over all the earth itself and every creature that crawls upon it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I'm going to take a little side trail for just a second because I heard this on a podcast this week and um, if you've ever kind of been concerned about the difference between chapter one and chapter two and why does Genesis seem to kind of like tell the story again but it's not the same and I'm so confused I love uh, what I heard on a podcast this week where it says Genesis chapter one is 
like the 30,000 foot view and Genesis chapter two is within breathing distance, right? So uh, you can, it's, it's the same story just told from a different perspective. And so it does not conflict Don't worry about the conflict. It's just a different perspective of the same account. All right. So something that seems like nothing, something that seems seemingly has no value, something as seemingly insignificant as dust in the hands of creator God could be formed into something that reflected the very image of God. And that's mind blowing to me because I mean, it's dirt. (laughs) I feel the same way when I see artists take colors on a palette and create masterpieces or a pianist who has access to the same 88 keys I do, but can weave together a melody so powerful that it can cause an emotional reaction. Or what about that time that Jesus spits in the dust to make mud to spread on the eyes of a blind man to bring healing to his life? We can read it for ourselves in John chapter 9. Verse one, now as Jesus was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God would be displayed in him. While it is daytime, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When Jesus had said this, he spat on the ground made some mud and applied it to the man's eyes. Then he told him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. The very dust that caked the feet of our Savior as he traveled the countryside became the medical ointment he used to bring healing to this man blind from birth. Did God need the dust in either of these situations? Well, when we consider the creation story, God spoke and things happened. He didn't need the dust to form man. He could have just spoken him into existence, but he he chose to use dust. He used dust instead. And we we read a story last week. I mean, I read it. I'm assuming if you followed the weekly challenge and read in context, then you did too. But in Luke chapter seven, we read of the centurion servant who needed healing. And Jesus didn't even have to be in the same room to heal him. But in the case of this blind man, he chose to use dust and spit. Now, God, does God need the dust in your life? Those places that are beyond shattered to create something new? No, but just as in creation, he does sometimes choose to use it. Does God need the dust in your life to create the balm that will bring healing to you or to others? No, he doesn't have to to be in the same town to even bring healing to you or to others. But just as with the blind man, he sometimes chooses to use it. And there's more. Yet one more instance of God using dust. This time, it's in the form of clay. Because you see dust or clay is just dust mixed with water. And in the hand of the potter can be formed into anything. In Isaiah 64, it says, verse 8, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. But in Jeremiah chapter 18, it describes the potter even more. And so I want to head over there. In verse 1, it says, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. 
So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, and it seemed good to the potter to do. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it, and if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I intended to do to it. And if at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it, and if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will relent of the good that I had intended to do to it. Now, therefore, say to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord, behold, I am shaping disaster against you and devising a plan against you. Return everyone from his evil way and amend your ways and your deeds. But they say that is in vain. We will follow our own plans and we will everyone act according to the stubbornness of his evil heart. (laughs) This is kind of a sobering story. Now, Sometimes the dust in our lives is through no fault of our own. And I understand that. And it's tragic and it's devastating. And yet sometimes it's a direct result of our decisions. Sometimes we didn't realize how fragile our circumstances were until the basketball swishes through a pristine white net, only to discover it was so spoiled that it disintegrated in one fell swoop. Now, when the vessel God is making of us, spoils in his hands. He can do with our lives just what he described here. He can rework the dust and water, the clay, into another vessel. Now, don't miss the warning and the example here in scripture. God can declare good over our lives through our stubbornness and evil hearts. We can choose to ignore the voice of God and do evil, and he will relent of that good that he intended to do. Now, the joyful hope in this scripture is that if we turn from our evil, he will also relent of the disaster he has planned. He will take our spoiled lives and rework them into another vessel. And if I look closely at the verbs in this scripture, I see that God wants us to turn from evil, listen to his voice, return to God, move away from evil, repent and amend our ways and deeds. He wants us to follow him. Now, I don't know where you are in your walk with Christ. Perhaps you've been trying to run away. But if you return, God will relent. Allow him to take the dust of your life and reshape it into a vessel he can use in his kingdom. Or perhaps you need him to make something out of nothing or bring healing from the pain. He can do that too. Your life is not beyond God's ability to do something with it. So what's next? Well, I want you to read Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Go read John chapter 9. Go read Jeremiah 18. Maybe even read before and after those chapters and just get into God's word. And while you're in those areas, ponder what we talked about today. Ponder how God used dust in each of these areas of scripture. 
perhaps these can just be jumping off points for you to read those larger chunks of scripture that we've all, we always talk about. Listen to his voice, repent, and return. Amend your ways and deeds. That's, that's calling for change in your life. Trust your dust in the hands of the master potter. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, Michelle at MichelleNizat.com. Twitter at MichelleNizat. Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat. Instagram at MichelleNizat. I really want to talk about what you're learning. I love it when you guys email me and comment and I get to interact with you. I really do. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Kyle from Tennessee, Brian from Minnesota, Leanne from Alabama, Heather from California, Susan from Connecticut, Melissa from Wisconsin, Donna from Connecticut, and Marie from Washington. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It's a really great place to start. Subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly Memoryverse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources I create from my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying Thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? This encourages me, of course, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. We are also on Joy 103.1 every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can follow us on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Maybe It's Okay by We Are Messengers to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 257. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.